Welcome to Freedom for Anyone Ministry Podcast. Here at FAM, we believe that no matter who you are, where you come from, or what you've done, freedom is waiting on you through the work of Jesus Christ. We hope that you are blessed by this week's message. Genesis chapter 2. Now, I want to show you something. I want to show you something now. The last verse, he said, the man replied, verse 12, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Right? That was what Adam said. Let's go to chapter 2 and we're going to start at verse 15. Chapter 2, we're going to go backwards a little bit and start at verse 15. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, him. You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, verse 17, except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. Now notice when God gave the commandment about the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Eve wasn't there. But, but when God comes calling, the first person Adam want to point to is the one who wasn't there. It's easy, it's easy to give responsibility to somebody who's beneath you. It's easy. When you're in charge, it's easy to blame somebody below. It's, it's easy. My son's going to preach the whole sermon with me today, y'all. The whole sermon. Verse, <laughs> verse, I want to go to Ezekiel chapter 22. Ezekiel chapter 22. I love you, son. Thank you for making me a father. <laughs> and all that comes with it. Ezekiel chapter 22. Ezekiel chapter 22. The second thing we need to take after we take responsibility is to take action and set things in order. You're going to take responsibility. You're going to have to learn how to take some action and set things in order. Let me show you what I mean. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. And I looked for a man, verse 30, who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that, the, that guards the land. I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so I wouldn't have to destroy the land, but I found no one. God said, I went looking for somebody who would take action, who would get on their knees and seek my face, somebody that would call on my name, somebody that would stand in the gap to protect the land, but I couldn't find nobody. I couldn't find nobody. Men. That's what we're supposed to be. That's what we're supposed to be. Huh? You might not like it, but it's the truth. We're supposed to stand in the gap. When, when the enemy comes to your house, you're the, supposed to be the one that stands between him, your wife, and children. You've you got to go through me first. 
I'm standing in the gap. If you, if you were to open the front door, there's a gap there. See, but, but, but I'm supposed to step into the gap. I have to take action. If I'm going to be a man, if I'm going to be a father, I got to learn how to take action. Stop sitting, wasting time, playing Xbox. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nothing wrong with Xbox. There's nothing wrong with Xbox. I, 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 I don't really play it, but it's cool to watch, you know. Nothing wrong with it. But there comes a point when you got to get up and do something. There's a point when you got to get up and take action. You got to pray. You got to get up in the morning and seek God's face. You got to get on your knees and talk to him about the situation you and your family might be in. There's a moment when you've got to take responsibility and take action. God said, I look for somebody. I look for somebody. I couldn't find nobody to stand in the gap. You don't have to go here, but I'm going to read Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. And this is Joshua talking to the children of Israel. And he says, if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, Choose you this day who you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whom, whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, I don't know about you. Huh? you can be, we can be friends all day long, but as for me and my house. See, the problem is, y'all, we, we got too comfortable with sharing our houses with other people. We, we share it with other folks that ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm not sharing my house with you. I'm sorry. This is my house. I don't mean no disrespect. This is my house. And as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. As for me, I can't speak for you. You play Xbox all you want to. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Yeah. But, I, but here's the thing, man. Fathers, you can't get nobody to serve the Lord with you if you ain't willing to take responsibility. If you're not willing to step up and do the things that you know you're supposed to be doing, you can't expect that woman to follow you. You can't expect those children to follow you. I mean, what you gonna have is gonna be you and six little babies on the sofa playing Xbox together. Got a whole basketball team. Y'all got headphones on and everything, talking to each other. Don't get me wrong. Again. There's nothing wrong with playing video games with your children. You should spend time with your children. You should get on the Xbox with them every now and again. But you also need to take responsibility. You need to take action. You need to stand in the gap. And you need to make sure that you and your house are serving the Lord. Because you won't always be there. All right? So that's the second thing we need to take is action. I'm trying to be quick because we got things to do. The third thing we need to do is take time. Take time. Take time, as I just referenced, and spend with your family. You can work all day long, all night long, but those kids are not going to remember the checks you bring in. They're going to remember the time that you spent with them. They're going to remember the games that you went with them. They're going to remember the times you picked them up and cleaned off their knee and told them it was okay. They're going to remember the words that you spoke to them. Take time. You need to stop every now and again. Stop trying to be the provider as it's, as it's said on the TV, society, and be the man that God called you to be. I need to be the man God called me to be. Listen, listen, I was, I'm writing this sermon. I just want y'all to know. 
I'm writing this sermon every time I, you know, I'm, I'm talking to God, I'm praying, and I'm typing on my little MacBook or whatever. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm typing this sermon up, but I want you to know I got punched in the face so many times typing this sermon. Because I'm telling you, before it hit you, it hit me two or three times. So I'm typing it, ouch, ouch, ouch. So I'm not telling you something that I'm not having to deal with. I'm not standing here saying I've got all the answers and I'm doing everything right. No, I'm a human being and I'm learning. But men, but men, we got to step up. So that's the third thing we need to take is time. Time. You won't be able to get it back. Take time to be with your family. Take time to better yourself. Take time to better yourself. Take time to, to grow as a man, to grow as a human being. Take time. I used to think people that read books were weird because reading books was boring to me. <laughs> it was to me back in the day. But then I realized I can learn something from other people. They can teach me something. This, this, this little dude on the back of this cover, he knows some stuff I don't. So take some time and read or take some time and go work out. I'm, hey, look, look at me, look at me. I'm telling you, I have to work on it. It hit me first. You gotta lead your family. You gotta lead your children. You gotta step up. Take time. Now, I wanna show you what God says about this in the book of Proverbs. Um, I got one more, and then I got a few scriptures and I'm done. Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. So I said you need to take time. Take responsibility, we take action, and we take time. We're going to start at verse 6. Watch what the word of the Lord says. It says, go to the ant, thou sluggard, and consider her ways, and be wise. Which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provided her meat in the summer, and gathered her food in the harvest. Verse 9, how long will you sleep, O sluggard? How long are you going to sleep? How long are you going to stay in the bed? I know it hurts. How long are you going to stay in the bed? Huh? How long are you going to lay there? Huh? How long are you going to lay in the bed? There comes a point where you got to get up and do something. Get up and do something. You know, when I was a young guy, younger, and I stayed at my grandmother's house. I'll tell you something about grandmothers. You, you didn't sleep when they was up. My grandmother, my grandmother, Martha Jean Lawson, she would be uh, up, it'd be about 6.20 in the summer. And she'd say, boy, get up. I'm about 13 years old. And I'm like, what's going on? My grandma said, get up and do something with your life. And what am I supposed to do, grandma? I'm 13 years old. But she was teaching me. It comes a point when you got to get up, slugger. You can't sleep all day long. You got to get up and make something of yourself. Do something with yourself. He says, how long will you sleep, O slugger? When will thou arise out of thy sleep? Verse 10, yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and one as an armed man. He said, look, you're going to end up broke. You're going to end up in wanting. You're going to end up where you don't want to end up. 
Because you ain't up doing what you're supposed to be doing. I'm almost done, y'all. I'm almost done. So we said take responsibility. Huh? We're going to take responsibility. We're going to step up and do what we're supposed to do. Right? We're going to take action, set things in order. We're going to take time and stop sleeping all day, stop playing games. Right? We're going to take time to spend with our children and our spouses, take care of our mothers, uh-huh. widowed aunts. Yeah, the Bible talks about that. You have a responsibility to your widowed aunts. Did you know that? Uh-huh. And lastly, I want you to take heart. This is the last part I want to get into. And I'm just, I'm done, but I want to talk to somebody this morning. But I am a young man who did not have a father in the home. Me. I didn't. Let me give you some statistics about this real quick. 70% of prisoners come from fatherless homes. 70%. Seven out of every 10 inmates come from fatherless homes. 80% of all rapists grew up in fatherless homes. 71% of all dropouts lived in fatherless homes. 63% of teen suicides belong to mothers that didn't have a father in the home. 63%. Children are four times at greater risk of poverty, more likely to have behavioral problems, two, twice as likely to have infant mortality, twice as likely to go to prison, more likely to commit crimes, seven times more likely to become a pregnant teenager, more likely to face abuse and neglect, more likely to get into drugs and alcohol, twice as likely to become unhealthy in their eating habits, twice as likely to drop out of school. Do you realize the important role that you have, men? One out of every four children in our country live in a fatherless home. One out of four. One out of every four children. 25% live in the father's home. Now, as I said, I want you to take heart. This is the last scripture I give, and then we'll get into the other stuff we have. Let's go to Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. I'm not, I'm not here just to beat you down. I'm really not. I'm just calling you back to where you're supposed to be. I want to challenge you. That's my job. Make you uncomfortable. It might even make you mad sometimes, but that's my job. It's to tell you, hey, snap out of it. The enemy is robbing your house while you're sleeping. While you're sleeping, while you're laying there rolling over, hitting the snooze button, the enemy is robbing you the whole time. Taking your stuff. Joel chapter 2. Somebody said, Pastor, what do I do at this point? I made some mistakes. I'm here now. What do I do? You're going to take heart. Verse, chapter 2, verse 25. And I will restore, this is God speaking, all the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. My people shall never be ashamed. God said, I want you to know 
that no matter what you've lost, no matter the time, no matter the influence, no matter what, he says, if you come to me, I can restore it. So if you're a father and you ain't been there, I want you to take heart and step up and do right now. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, it's so funny. We're always waiting for the right time to do what's right. But listen, there, there is no right time to do what's right. The right time to do right is right now. What you waiting on? If you want to do right, start doing right. Don't wait, for the, don't wait for the day to come around. Don't wait for Father's Day. Don't wait for the next birthday. Don't wait for the next anniversary. Step up right now. When you walk out of this place, make up your mind. I'm going to do the will of God going forward. I don't know why. I don't know why we want to we pick the right day to do right. There is no right day. There is no right moment. Now is the moment. This is the time. This is the moment you have to get up and do what you have to do. Because as I said, the enemy is robbing you. You've fallen for the lie that you don't matter. You do matter. You matter more than you know. Pastor Brian, you matter more than you know, sir. You're standing between you, your wife, and an onslaught of the enemy. You're standing in the gap. Men, you got to man up. We got to stop letting the sisters be the only ones that come to the house of God and work. Huh? The only ones that will give. The only ones that will spend time with the children. The only ones that will teach them the right way. Uh, yo, you're the woman. You, the kids is your responsibility. No, they're not. That's not even biblical. Uh, for the woman to be the keeper of the home does not mean she's the keeper of the children. Always. Uh, you're supposed to teach your children. That's actually biblical. Men, it's our job to teach the children. We're supposed to train them up in the way that they should go. That's our job that we've given to somebody else, then wonder why our kids don't act right. You wasn't there. Huh? Why do your kids act up with you? Because you act up with God. And you can't ask your kids to do something for you that you won't do for your father. Huh? Why my kids don't listen? You don't listen. Why my kids don't obey? Because you don't obey. Why my kids don't do this? Because you don't do it. Why my wife don't do that? Because you ain't been a good husband. This, the, 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 the truth of the matter is, is that you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. So they can't do what they're supposed to do. It's foundational. When there is no foundation, the house comes tumbling down. You're supposed to be the one that they stand on. It's your job. It's my job. Somebody walk in here right now. And they want to take somebody out. I go first. I go first. That's my job. Me. Point blank and period. Stand to your feet with me this morning. I know that that was a little harsh. <laughs> but it's the truth. I have to preach the truth. I have to be instant in season and out of season. I got to tell you what's right even when it hits me. I got to tell you when it, what God says even when it hits me. And it hit me. It hit me. It hit me. What kind of example am I providing to my children? Staying up all night. On YouTube. Eating whatever. God, what, what, am I sending, what message am I sending my children? 
truth. It's the truth. You can say amen. It's the truth. God said, Keith, you're responsible. You're the priest of this home. Huh? You want to know what? ain't no power here? You ain't got no prayer life. When your prayer life get on track, there'll be power in your home. You're the conduit. We're the conduit, man. We're the conduit which, from which the power of God flows. It flows through you into your home. And when God can't connect to you, there is no power coming into the house. Get with God. Get with God. Get with Him. Let Him bring power to your home. Now, I want to ask any man, any man, any father, father in this, in this church, I want prayer this morning. I pray with you. Any father, any man. Strongest man is the one that knows how weak he really is. Strongest man knows how weak he really is. And the wisest man is the one that knows he don't know everything. I want you to pray with me this morning for these gentlemen. I'm going to pray. Just pray with me for them. Amen? Not a super salacious sermon this morning, but necessary nonetheless. Necessary nonetheless. Amen? At this time, y'all, if you don't mind, JB, you can get some help. And uh, we're supposed